2: What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California.
1: Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhardt.
2: As we've been reporting, San Francisco's First Republic Bank is no more seized by the government and quickly sold last night to J.P. Morgan Chase.
1: That affects
0: thousands of account holders here in the Bay Area and deepens concerns over the stability of the
2: U.S. banking system.
1: The swift and sudden collapse of First Republic follows the failures of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. It essentially means that if you bank at First Republic, it's business as usual for now, but You will soon find yourself a Chase customer instead. For more, we're joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Professor Ross Levine. He's the Willis H. Booth Chair of Banking and Finance at UC Berkeley's Haas School of Business. He's an economist with a Ph.D. from UCLA. He previously worked at both the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System and the World Bank. Thank you so much for being with us. All right, so it seemed that... First Republic had weathered the storm and stabilized after Silicon Valley Bank went under, and then came word last week that depositors had withdrawn more than half their deposits, then the bank's stock cratered, and now, boom, here we are. Well, what is your assessment of how California regulators and the FDIC you know, scrambled to find a buyer for the bank, and why was this the best course of action if it was?
0: So I think once the bank got into trouble, the FDIC and regulators did a superb job, Um, They collected some support from big banks to put deposits into uh, First Republic. Uh, The the situation continued to decline, and then they were able to execute a seizure and a sale of the bank so that uh, depositors who were doing banking on Friday can continue doing banking on on Monday morning with a, a change in ownership i am curious about customers we had a reporter talking with potential customers who are going over to chase and they don't want to they're going to quit the bank altogether what happens if you have your money at first republic right now or have a loan from the bank what happens to you and what should you do well i can speak firsthand because i have deposits i had deposits at uh, first republic and i had a mortgage and so Everything is going to continue. There's just going to be a different name on the bank. Your deposits will still be there. You can pay your, you know, use your checks. Uh, you'll still have to pay your mortgages, uh, your mortgage or mortgages, and, and things will continue. And if you want to change banks, you'll have that ability to do so. And if you want to stay with J.P. Morgan, you can, you can continue with this, with this new bank.
2: Help us understand the difference in the sudden collapse of Silicon Valley Bank when the markets freaked out and dragged the broader stock market lower and the collapse of First Republic where the markets barely fluttered today.
0: So I I think that the regulators did a much better job with First Republic with uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, the withdrawals were very dramatic and I think caught the regulators by surprise and the overall market by surprise. I think that in the the, the ensuing weeks, people have had a chance to assess that, yes, um, interest rates went up and this is going to cause problems in some banks and in First Republic in particular. And they had a chance to design a plan and lend money to First Republic so that it was not a very very rapid collapse, and so things were just much smoother this time because of, I think of the way the regulators handled it.
1: How much blame does the management of First Republic deserve uh, for for what you know they had in place, and how much of this is the Fed's fault for for those rapid interest rate hikes, and you know should they have foreseen that this could put this kind of pressure on some of these banks?
0: So the answer is yes and yes. Um, the the executives of the bank. Uh, both at Silicon Valley Bank and at First Republic and probably at many banks around the country, took a very natural risk and a strategy for making money. And they collected deposits, basically paying zero. And they made loans in the case of First Republic. A lot of this was residential mortgages and commercial mortgages where they were making 3 4%. And so if you're earning 3 4% and you're paying zero, you're making a lot of money. For example, in 2021, First Republic paid $20 million in interest, pretty small amount. And in 2022, that rose to uh, about $430 million. So you can see their expenses went up. Um, so this is a classic problem that has existed in banks for a long time, and the executives took a risk, and they lost um, all of the, the value of the shareholders' money. But the regulators have a lot to blame, too. To, to. Um, they should have seen this in 2020 and 2021. There were risks that interest rates were going to rise, and they did. And indeed, the Fed regulators were part of the same institution that increased rates. You call it a classic problem. So how concerned are you about more banks failing? I'm concerned about banks failing. There are several studies out now suggesting that um, there are many losses um, in banks because of the sharp increase in, in interest rates. And I can't point to specific banks, but broad estimates suggest Somewhere along the lines of $2 trillion in losses in the overall banking system because of these increases in interest rates. So I would be surprised that this is the end of it.
2: Do you consider both uh, Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic Bank as regional banks or are they considered bigger banks?
0: That's a good question. I think that they're oftentimes referred to as regional banks because they're not the gigantic banks like JP Morgan and Bank of America, Citibank, um, but they are pretty big banks. Um, uh, I think uh, First Republic was the 14th largest bank, so this is not not a, not, a, not a small bank.
1: You mentioned that the Fed should have seen this coming, you know, a year or two ahead of time. What should they have done instead? Should they have not raised interest rates so quickly or not as much, or were there other steps that should have been taken and weren't?
0: I think if you I think that a reasonable set of regulators would have forced s d Bank and First Republic to hedge interest rate risks um much more aggressively uh so that when they when the Fed started to increase interest rates um they were not so so vulnerable um and did and obviously would then have not failed so quickly because I think regulators did a very poor job of uh, forcing these banks to take action to make themselves less vulnerable to interest rate risks. I, th- I think that... All right, um, well, thanks part for of your, your time. Function- oh, go ahead. Me. No, I was just no, going to say ahead. that Finish. the Fed had to take action in order to address inflation. Um, um, so I don't, I don't uh, fault them for that, uh, but I do fault them for not considering this risk much earlier.
1: Well, we'll see if the regulators learn their lesson and how they act differently in the months ahead if more banks are in jeopardy. Thanks so much for your time. Professor Ross Levine, Willis Booth Chair of Banking and Finance at UC Berkeley's Haas School of Business. Yeah, again, if you're a First Republic customer, uh, you're going to become a, a J.P. Morgan Chase customer soon enough. And as he said, you can switch to another bank, but soon enough, uh, your, your checks are probably going to say Chase on them.